Hi, everybody. This is Aaron Maslanski, and we're about to listen to the next episode of Inside the Skev. Today, we're going to talk with Ken Mantle, who's running for Skokie Park District Commissioner. I hope you find it interesting. And also want to remind everybody that I am a real estate agent at Dreamtown Realty in Evanston. So if you're looking to buy or sell real estate in the Chicagoland area, I'm your guy. Just go to my website at AaronMaslianski.com or email me at Aaron at and I'd be happy to help you. And that's A-A-R-O-N. And if you're listening to this on Sunday, March 17th, I do want to let everyone know I've got a couple open houses for some great homes today, both priced at $375,000. The first one's at 7737 Colmar Avenue in Skokie, three-bedroom, Colonial. And then I also have a townhouse in the College Hill development at 9056 Forest View in Skevinston. Um, beautiful home. So come see me there and let's start the show. Welcome to Inside the Skev, and I'm your host, Aaron Maslianski. Today, we're getting a little political, a little uh, local politics. We're, we've got uh, Ken Mantle on, and Ken is running for uh, Skokie Park District Board, and he's a local Skevinson resident and longtime Skokie resident, and we're just going to learn all about him. So, uh, Ken, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you, Aaron, for the opportunity. Well, it's my pleasure. So, Ken, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I, as you said, I grew up in Skokie. I moved to Skokie when I was 10 years old and was lucky enough to experience the diversity, the opportunities that living in Skokie gave. And I went to McCracken Middle School, and after that I went to Niles North and graduated in 1998. And from there I went to Southern Illinois University, Carbondale, and attained my master's in public administration, public service management from DePaul University here in Chicago. That's great. And, and uh, what do you do professionally now? I'm an insurance broker and consultant and also do some acting on the side now as well. <laughs> do you do some acting? What type of acting are you doing? Uh, fill-in work, uh, body double. I actually was just recently on Chicago Med and hopefully we'll be on in about six weeks on TV. So we'll see what happens with that. I've also done a commercial as a... Uh, as myself, for Governor Pritzker that ran for three weeks in October. Really? Wow. How'd you, what got you into that, just out of curiosity? Somebody local uh, remembered that I had voted for the Republican administration for Governor Rauner pr- previously, and this person who I'm involved with in the Skokie Chamber of Commerce came to me and said, hey, you know, there's an opportunity where the um, Mr. Pritzker is doing a commercial for people who voted for Governor Rauner previously that are business owners that will not be voting for him again because of the, his business policies. And that opportunity, uh, I did a digital ad, and then from the digital ad, they said that I did a really good job, and they asked me if I would convey my message to the larger audience, which I didn't realize would be 18 times a day, <laughs> five channels statewide, but it was a great opportunity to really show the state and everybody that what I believe in and that I am here to support the agenda of prosperity over uh, staying backwards and staying still. Right. Yeah. And, and you're independent, right? Correct. 
Okay, so you can kind of do what makes most sense to you, which is nice. Yeah, I own the Mantel Insurance Agency, and by being a broker representing multiple carriers on the property, casualty, personal lines and commercial lines, health and life insurance side, I have the opportunity, I'm not tied down to one vendor, I have the opportunity to take a customer where the best fit is. And But you're independent politically, I'm saying. Uh, I'm or are you affiliated with the party? I'm uh, in the, I vote more independent. I'm going to vote for the best candidate. Yeah. I uh, for there's been elections where I voted for Republicans and Democrats. There's uh, if you look at my background, I've voted for a few Republican governors and I've also voted against a few of the Democratic and I've also voted Democratic. I just want to support the best candidate for the for the state, but I tend to lean more towards the Democratic Party, especially with uh, the environment that the way it is right now with yeah. uh, the political atmosphere. And, you know, so you, you care a lot about the community and, you know, obviously you came back here after college and everything. What what brought you back here in the first place? It's the sense of community and diversity and what you get for the buck People complain about taxes. People complain about uh, crime and schools. But I figured I'd like to come to a place where I didn't have to complain. Eh, taxes are a little high in, in Skokie and in Skevinston, but there's a lot of communities around here where the taxes are a lot worse. Right. And for the services that we get living in Skevinston, or uh, Scompton is one of my other friends, <laughs> Skokie-Evanston combo, yeah. it's getting the best of both worlds. You get an education from Evanston, uh, Skokie Evanston 65, which my children are Right, at. both all of our kids all go to Walker. Correct, yeah. and that's how we met. And it's been the most amazing experience, being at a school where people are coming from the traditionally Orthodox schools, coming from the traditionally Catholic schools, and taking their kids and putting them into the community school really says a lot about that community. And I'm really proud to be a part of that community and seeing my kids, your kids, all of our kids striving. You know, what's so interesting to me is that some of uh, my kids' classmates have come from, they're refugees. They come from Syria. They come from places in Africa. And what an incredible opportunity these kids have to be in the United States and be in such a great school. And at the same time, for our own children to learn from their experiences, it's such a, I mean, a true melting pot. Oh, I agree 110%. Growing up, I had the opportunity of being a son of an immigrant. My mom is an immigrant from the Philippines. And my father is the son of two Holocaust survivors that came over after Kristallnacht. So having that perspective, living in Skokie, and also having a lot of friends who were first generation born in Syria, born in Russia, born in Poland, born in um, Bosnia, born in all these places where they were... uh, they weren't allowed to live a free life and have prosperity, and they come here, and it's a melting pot, and the opportunities to really become friends with people and know who they are and really learn, as you stated, from their experiences is the best learning experience that you will ever have. Absolutely. It's more important than the books. Absolutely. (laughs) So how do you remember Skokie uh, from growing up to how it is now? Growing Compared to growing up, it's very similar in a lot of ways where you have 
the melting pot and acceptance of a lot of countries, I mean, different uh, communities and ethnicities represented here. I've noticed a large track of um, wave of migration of other ethnicities and religious groups. And the big thing I've also noticed is people like myself and yourself that as adults, have brought their families here. Right. I, even though I grew up in Niles Township and went to Niles North, I'm 0.9 miles from the house I grew up in for over 20 years in Skokie. <laughs> and my wife pointed that out. She's like, wait, these garbage cans have uh, Village of Skokie on them. What, I thought we were in Evanston. And <laughs> But she's also the fir- one of the first to uh, admit that how amazing the services are and what you get in Skokie. You really do get great services in Skokie and, and Evanston, too. I mean, I think it's just this whole area does have, you know, a ton of value. So, you know, you obviously want to be more involved here. And what what do you plan to do if you're elected um, as a park commissioner? Well, there's a lot of things that, as a group of commissioners, that I would love to be a part of to help accomplish working in the business community as a member of the Skokie Chamber of Commerce and the Small Business Advocacy Council, there's an immense opportunity to partner with the business community, with the different businesses at various levels, the hospital systems like North Shore University Health Health System, the Skokie Police and Fire Departments are part of the Skokie Chamber. All these agencies are here to help with the community and if you can develop partnerships, we can help expand and improve the park district facilities, the programming. The, a lot of the facilities and fields are coming up to capital improvement. A lot of these fields were put in when we were younger in right. the late 1980s and early 1990s. And then there was another push in the late 1990s, early 2000s. But the capital life on a lot of these ball fields, these are ball fields that I was playing on when I was 11, 12 years old, and I'm sure you were too. Right. So... In contrast to other communities, we ha- we do have great facilities, but if we want to be a great park district, we need to continuously look at ways to evolve and improve, such as the registration process. I know firsthand from parents at Walker and throughout the community, having to go at 8 in the morning at one of five facilities just to make sure you get a program that you want when everything is offered online, it makes no sense to me. No, it's like archaic. <laughs> exactly. And... What also frustrates me is that you have different opportunities for sponsorship and just thinking outside the box, that complacency. And don't get me wrong, this board has the best of intentions, but it also doesn't represent our community. We have one parent on the board who is under 40 years old. And... A vast majority, there's at least three members on the board that will be either 24 years or 18 years on the board once their term is up. And I would say that doesn't really represent our community. And I'm not knocking either incumbent that's running right now. They've done a lot for our community. They do a great job. But I believe it's time for a different perspective. And I'm coming from a perspective of being a father as a baseball coach, as a father of a figure skater who utilizes the ice facilities and is in the ice show, and also someone who rents out the facilities, uses it for working out, uses it for uh, different meetings, uses it for uh, events. 
we really need to maximize our usage. I, I really disheartening to walk down the hall of one of these like Devonshire or Weber or Emily Oaks and see empty classrooms, empty opportunities as I like to look at them because there's a if they're going to be open, why don't we figure out a way that we can utilize space more and utilize programming to the best extent? Right. And it helps raise funds so we can continue to do more. Just this popped into my head. What What is going on at the corner of Oakton and McCormick next to the uh, the, the driving range and the miniature golf? The At the corner of Oakton and McCormick is a cricket and multi-use field uh, development that is in place. Right now, it's made up of temporary structures, and it's going to be used, it's used for soccer and cricket, with a lot of people in the business community on the um, Indo-Pakistani side that I grew up with, who are business owners, whose families own businesses, would like to sponsor and make something more of a permanent structure. Currently, the land is owned by the Cook County Water Reclamation District, and there's a lease agreement for X amount of years with the village of Scope, with the park district. So there's a, there's a lot of uh, different moving parts. But uh, one of the caveats is if they, the water district needs it for uh, treatment or for their, for the, their needs, yes. they'd be able to take it. So I think that's the big drawback about trying to do something permanent. But the feedback I've received by a lot of members of the community is they'd really like to see a permanent structure for cricket because... Tr- 27% of our population is Southeast Asian. And cricket, handball, badminton are just a few of the sports that are popular in their cultures. And they, these people who play cricket tell me they have to go to other communities to play. And it's like, you live in this community. Wouldn't you want to make this an attraction? Wouldn't you want to make this set? Teams, that, they're part of a group of 10,000 players all over the Midwest. Wouldn't you like people to come to Chicago, come to Skokie, come to Skokie. as a destination, yeah. stay at our hotels, stay at, and come to our restaurants and really see Skokie does welcome everybody. Yeah, I, I think it would be a huge attraction. It's, it's just, and it just gets Skokie more so on the map, I would say. Absolutely. Is, and by the way, just out of curiosity also, is the, um, the, Driving range and miniature golf course, is that also owned by the Metropolitan Water Reclamation District? No, that's Village of Skokie. They own they and, bought it. Yeah, they, okay. they uh, acquired they had they've had that land for years. That used to be McNally Park where or not McNally Park. Um, it used to be the baseball fields. It was oh. owned. And I used to play baseball there in nineteen ninety one, ninety two, umpire there up until about nineteen ninety four, ninety five. I'm dating myself. And uh, Commissioner Farber, who I uh, grew up with and I went to synagogue, he was a commissioner up until I was about uh, until about two thousand one when the most recent board members, two that are incumbents, came on. Yeah. And he was really big on one of the uh, getting that going and just looking at the facility. It's 21 years old, but yet it's still relevant. It doesn't look dated. But a lot of the mechanicals within the next 10 years are probably going to be something we're going to have to look at just because of 30-year life. And it may look pretty on the outside, but there's going to be maintenance costs, and then there's going to be upkeep. And that's just one facility. And we really need to be cognizant on how the funds from our tax base, not just on a, a business perspective but from a residential perspective we don't want i personally feel as a taxpayer if 
there are programs that can be offset and help the cost brought down from grant funding, from community involvement, such as different businesses, sponsorship opportunities, such as the village uh, or city of uh, Schomburg. They have a corporate sponsorship program with the parks, and it helps keep the waste down. And that's another big issue right now is the village of Skokie is not as open to dogs at the parks as most of our other communities. 14 out of 15 communities in the area have dog-friendly regulations where if your dog's on a leash, if your dog's vaccinated with the proper rabies uh, vaccinations, registered with a municipality such as Wilmette, they'll give reciprocity if you go to Glenview. And Skokie could do the same thing. Statistically, it was proven and stated and reinforced at the last Park District meeting there is no statistical correlation that dogs at the parks, if they're allowed at all the parks, have increased dog waste. Since the dog parks have opened, the isolated ones that are called out, yeah. they opened in 2004, and the park district superintendent stated there was no correlation of evidence to state that there was an increase in dog waste. <laughs> That's pretty interesting that they're taking that data (laughs) yeah well it's also looking at what they looked at as complaint data they also looked at uh, so they they looked at it from a different couple different perspectives so and also just survey and uh, people who use the parks luckily a lot of our the people in government are also engaged in the community and they use our facilities so it the data that was uh, received I take that into high accord because it's, it's not coming from just someone who's a assistant superintendent of the parks. It's coming from people who are actually dog owners, people who have kids that go to these parks, and the people who clean it up. So it's not a one-sided issue, which is a good thing. Right. And is, is there pushback against corporate partnership with, uh, you know, funding some of these park district programs? Not necessarily pushback, but there really hasn't been much expansion. The park district does currently do offer some partnership programs, such as if you go to Weber Center, if you look on the walls and the gym, you'll see uh, different sponsors. You'll see sponsors on the boards at the ice rink and the different programs are sponsored events. But I'd like to take it to the next level. I'd like to be able to say, North Shore University Health System, would you like to help us fund Project A? Or there's this project, can we go to Advocate? Can we go to uh, the technology park if we want to do an expansion to the library's computer resources? Not, I'm just throwing these out as hypothetical. brainstorming. Yeah. yeah. So these are nothing that are that, that's actually out there as concrete, but they're just ideas that are generated. Yeah. Do you have any, like, huge ideas of, like, if you had a you know, unlimited funds of what you'd want to have done at the park district. The first thing I would do is eliminate the current registration system. The first thing that we need to do is if Oakton Community College, if Loyola University, if Northwestern, if these colleges can register people for different programming, for classes, for workshops, for credit classes, non-credit classes, why can't the village of Skokie come in and utilize the same system for registration, utilize the same internet and cloud-based systems. Another thing that really concerned me is I went and got a pass for the Weber Center. The, the photo, the, the 
camera wasn't working. And they said, yeah. that's okay. We have a picture on record for you. And I'm like, okay, great. It was a picture of me from the year 1999 or 2000 <laughs> wearing a fraternity T-shirt from SIU, and I looked very skinny. So I'd like to say <laughs> I've aged, but that brought up some other uh, issues to me of data security and data housing and maintenance. And large part of my uh, business background is regulatory and corporate compliance. I worked in behavioral health and substance abuse compliance. I worked in research at Northwestern. Uh, University Department of Pediatrics at Children's Memorial as a research uh, administrator. And then I wrote the Affordable Care Act policies for Illinois from uh, 2014 to 2018. So compliance and wow. is something that's something that's really close to me in risk management. So having a lot of different factors such as ADA compliance where we're compliant, but to me, from a uh, community that really stresses, Skokie welcomes everybody, where when these parks and these facilities come up for capital improvement, we have to look at how we can maximize our accessibility for people of all different abilities, people of all different backgrounds. Some people can't walk. Some people have audio or visual impairments. But let's open up our parks, our facilities to the most possible, because maybe the kid's not doesn't have a disability or uh, impairment, right? But the grandma does, so she can't go down on the swing area because it's it's uh, wood chips versus rubber mats. But then that also ties into safety. Yeah, it's and then uh, into risk. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you're not just you know just doing you know your profession and and looking beyond the park district board. You're really involved in the community. I mean, you you talked about the chamber of commerce. But you're also on the Public Safety Commission. You're on you know, a bunch of different organizations. Can you tell us about that, too? Oh, absolutely. Right now, with the Village of Skokie, I serve on the Public Safety Commission, which works closely with the police and fire department to uh, address different uh, community ideas and develop programming and also insist with like the backlot bash and distribution of materials and advocacy and promotion of the police and fire department. And one of the ideas that I proposed and I brought up with some, uh, with uh, Chief Scarpelli and also the fire, uh, fire department administration is a safety camp. Evanston, the city of Evanston has an independent safety town camp that's right. offered. And my kids loved it. And it was relatively inexpensive. And we already have an infrastructure as a park district, camps that are already in place. How much would it extra, would the extra cost be to offer a similar program administered through the park district, even if it's just three days, one day police, one day fire, one day hospital, where you have a doctor talking about good touch, bad touch, talking about also poison control, or when should I call police, when should I call, or when should I call 911? Police and fire also have allocated hours of community outreach built into their budgets already. So it doesn't cost any additional money to have a police or fireman come and do a presentation. All that needs to be done is movement of community contact hours. Right, and, and it's already there anyway, so we might as well do it. Absolutely, and the big thing is if one life can be saved or changed, it's well worth the investment. Absolutely, it's the key thing. <laughs> Yeah, and also being involved with the Walker uh, parents and the PTA, uh, I know that he, your family is very involved as well. I think yeah. that's a large 
factor into how close our community has become. And if our other schools really jumped on this bandwagon and really saw how we as a uh, K through five school operated, I think that it, I think that's what's drawing a lot of people to our specific neighborhood in Skevinston is. Yeah. But some of the other schools have other issues with uh, administration and turmoil in regards to uh, other factors that we're not we're not seeing here. And I think it has to, large to do with the community involvement with the parents. Yeah, and I mean, I see as a uh, you know as a real estate agent the demand that people have to come and live in this area because of all these things. And it is because of the community. I mean, clearly, because you can go to any place and there's parks and there's schools and, and whatnot, but you get a good sense that people really care about it. And that's, that's the key thing. Um, what are some of your uh, future aspirations? Because, I mean, you've got such a great background in, you know, a political background in administration and, and, and your just involvement. So where, where do you see yourself going? Right now, I want to take uh, one step at a time in regards to politically. I'd like to, in regards to being elected, I'd like to focus on the Skokie Park District and focus my energy, attention, and experience to uh, that opportunity because it's something that's close and dear to my heart and my right. family and our friends. But down the road, if something were to arise, the right opportunity, I. I love to serve, and I love. And if it was statewide office, it was village wide office. Like twenty years from now, if I got the opportunity to be mayor of Skokie, <laughs> which Mayor Van Dusen, I'm sure, will still be in. And I grew up with his son Dave. So, and his wife is actually from Skevinston, really? went to Evanston Township High School. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, it's uh, just serving the community is fulfillment for me. I, I'm not going to get, if I win this position, I'm not going to be paid. It's a volunteer position. Right. And it's such as serving on the library board or Oakton Community College. If you become a trustee, you get a small stipend or the clerk or the mayor, but those aren't intended to be your full-time jobs. It's not until you get to state senate, state legislature, uh, state house, and uh, statewide office where it's also, quote-unquote, not your full-time job. Most people such as myself, where I have insurance or others or attorneys or real estate or various business owners, they maintain those businesses while they serve. But I just want to make sure that I provide to the community that provided so much to me and gave me the opportunity to grow. I think that's fantastic. So when is the election and where do you go to vote? That's a great question. Uh, April 2nd is the actual election day. But open voting is going to open up on March 18th and run until March 29th. And in the village of Skokie, there are two open voting locations. The Old Orchard Courthouse is one, but it's a little harder to access because of security and uh, parking. But Village Hall in Skokie, right near the library on Oakton, right near Lincoln, is a polling place that's open seven days a week. And yeah, you can at 5125 Oakton Street? I believe so, yes. And you also have the opportunity, you can vote in Evanston at the uh, early voting location. Any Cook County early voting location, you can vote for the Village of Skokie. So if, I, if you are happen to be in Oak Park and wanted to vote, 
you just show them your ID and they pull everything up electronically. And you can, or 69 West Washington downtown if you're on your lunch break and you have a few minutes to kill, you can go to 69 West Washington, the Cook County Board of Elections, and you can vote early there as well. Also, you, uh, I will be sending out instructions for uh, ballots for mail-in ballots as well. And okay. there's uh, the opportunity to absentee. And you don't have to give an excuse. Everybody has the right to do absentee mail-in ballots. And this is great for if you have a son or daughter or yourself are away at college and you, your spring break doesn't fall in line, but you want to vote, vote absentee. And, or if you're home in the, on the weekend, vote. But all I ask for is that you take this into consideration that the qualifications, my experience, my dedication to community. I ran in 2017, deciding on the last minute, literally the weekend before, because of what President Obama said when people were complaining about the direction that our country was going in. He's like, right. if you want to, if you want to make change, you need to get involved. You need to run for office. And I went and got the signatures that I needed. And there were people who told me if we would have known four weeks earlier, we could have helped you with the process a little more. And I've gotten a lot more support this time, but I'm also facing a little uh, challenge because one of the candidates is uh, endorsed by uh, United States Congresswoman Schakowsky. Oh. Not in a negative light. I think very highly of this person. It's just, uh, it's uh, you know, I just have to really go out there and show my roots that I, was, I grew up here. I came back here. I'm here to serve. And the most important thing is, to be a part of a board and be an independent voice and be a point of contact for our community. If you have a problem, come tell me, come let me know. If you're not getting what you need done, the park district staff is amazing. Every time I go to the park district, all the facilities, I have nothing but the best to say about the staff there. Right. But not well, to... I got to say, I mean, I worked at Skokie Park District as a camp counselor for several years when I was a teenager. Did you work at Central Park? I did. I think that's how I. I think you may have worked with my sister. Really, she, Michelle. She worked. She was a camp counselor at Central Park. <laughs> what year? She was there, I believe, ninety-eight through one or nine or two thousand. Like it's junior counselor, like ninety-nine, two thousand, and then she was a counselor in the early two thousands. Okay, I was there in. I was like a CIT in ninety-five. Yeah, and then I was a junior counselor in ninety-six and. 97 and 98, I think. So I just you may have had her. her as a camper then. It's possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I get that. It's funny because I worked in Northbrook as a camp counselor. Yeah. And one of my uh, job insurance is with Progressive as an agent. And they had me as a marketing rep at the International Motorcycle Show. And this guy I was talking to, I was signing him up and we followed up. And he's like, he said he's from Northbrook. And he's like, you look uh, familiar. And we we're talking. I'm like, did you ever go to sports camp? And he's like, yeah, I think you were my camp counselor in 1999. <laughs> that's amazing. And I'm like, oh, man, I felt old. Yeah, uh, so. that's, that's crazy. <laughs> you know, uh, um, Sylvie from Waddle and Sylvie? Yeah. He was my camp counselor when I was a kid at Apache Day Camp. Oh, wow. So one of my friends has call, calls into the show quite often. And like, he totally remembers us. It's so funny. Yeah, Sylvie was my baseball coach's gym leader. Uh, my sophomore year baseball coach's gym leader, uh, Tony Tishy, And another, uh, Sylvie and I are both uh, 
Skokie Salukis. We went to SIU Carbondale. We went to Niles North. Wow. So we, I joke around with him. Uh, you know, we represented Judaism well in, Sk- in Southern Illinois. Yes. And, uh, but he's a perfect example of the opportunities that you get and the people that give back to the community. And you don't forget your roots. No, and, and never forget him. He was fantastic. We have good people, <laughs> you know? Absolutely. And uh, where can people find you online and social media? On social media, you can, uh, mantelforskokieparks.com uh, is my website. Mm-hmm. And you can reach me at my, uh, on my Facebook page as well. Uh, I have a Facebook page for uh, Kenneth J., elect Kenneth J. Mantel, Skokie Park District Commissioner. And I also, in addition, you can email me. If you have any questions, I'll give you my personal email. There's an email that's linked up to the website. But uh, if you really want to get a hold of me, I'll give you my personal email. It's kjmantel at gmail.com. I want to make sure that if you have a question, if you have a concern, you can come right to me. And uh, I'll even give you my phone number. So Okay. Yeah. If you email me, you want to talk. I'm here to I'm here to help, and if I don't know the answer, I will help uh, get it to the right person. And the best way to support you, <coughs> I would love your vote. I also have a <laughs> GoFundMe page. Uh, as I stated, I'm, go- I'm it's a nonpartisan election, and it's not like I can. Uh, it's not one of these elections that the governor or party boss or some other people <laughs> are going to be like, I'm going to give you $20,000 or $50,000. No. But I've also poured a lot of my own personal finance and time into my first shipment of signs, for example. Uh, I did 300 signs and then the different marketing materials. I'm Like I said, I'm not getting paid for this, but I'm doing this out of my own heart because I really want to see a change in the community. Uh, if you Google Mantel for Skokie Parks and GoFundMe, there's an opportunity to support there. If you would like a campaign sign, I will personally come and put it in your yard. <laughs> and I know you had offered, so thank you very much. <laughs> and uh, it's a little unprecedented that we have four degrees in the middle of the night in Chicago at this time of year, although it's hard to say unprecedented with Chicago weather. Yeah. But... I've gone through two drill bits trying to get <laughs> into the ground, so I've been a little delayed, but hopefully today it's going to be a little warmer. It'll a little get a little warmer. Yeah, hopefully. Um, well, Ken, this is fantastic. Um, you know, I wish you a lot of luck. Thank you for the opportunity. I really appreciate the time. You're welcome. No, it's, it's been fun talking about this, and, you know, hopefully we, uh, you know, continue to have a great park district here in Skokie, and you could be a part of that, and, um uh, it's just uh, a real pleasure to have you on. Thank you. And the one last thing I'll, I would like to leave on is if you, as a member of the community, have any concerns, any not just Park District, the Village of Skokie, you can go to directly. You can go, and that's what's great about Skokie is if you have a problem, you can make a difference. And it's politics and government done right versus a lot of other communities where you feel like you don't make a difference. But the village of Skokie, the park district, the different uh, taxing authorities, they really make sure that you have a voice. And But I want to make sure that I'm a continued independent voice for Representative Skokie. Well, I think that says it all. Well, everyone... Uh, Thanks for listening, and uh, please subscribe.
Hi, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this latest episode of Inside the Skev. And please don't forget to subscribe so you can get all the latest episodes. And please tell everybody uh, about the podcast. Also, if you're in the mood to buy some real estate or sell um, in the uh, Chicagoland area, give me a call um, or email me. I uh, can be found on my website at AaronMasliansky.com. You could email me at Aaron at Skevinson.com. And I hope you enjoy this. Take care.